to the Gridiron Show, and me and Ollie, we decided to take a week off in the last week, and we came back to find out what's happened in the NFL. Literally nothing! Uh, that's not true. Tony Romo's retired. We'll talk a little bit about that and his move into broadcasting. We've heard all the hot takes. We'll give ours as well. We know that there's going to be an early kickoff in London for definite. A few other details as well. We're going to talk about that NFL UK tour and plenty more besides. This is The Gridiron Show. Hello, indeed. Welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips, getting you in the game. It's a bit of a shame this evening. Uh, Jarvis Landry was there and we didn't get a chance to chat LSU with him because we are going to be going to see an LSU game as part of our tour to the Deep South with Touchdown Trips. Uh, hopefully, Matt Sherry is going to be with uh, the tour over the next two days. He's going to be chatting with Peter King, with Jarvis Landry and with Kirk Cousins. We're going to bring you exclusive sections of those interviews so, Sorry, sorry. why show. is Matt Sherry doing that? I'm just going to just do this first. Do you know what this is the sound of? Uh, what? You mean you do because you're looking at it, but yeah, but that's the first time I've ever seen one. <laughs> this, <laughs> I still haven't this received the, mine. Oh, it smells good. The brand new draft edition of Gridiron. I should tell you, go to touchdowntrips.com and all that stuff to find out more about our tour. I'm all over the place, mate. But there's a touchdown trips thing in here, so that kind of counts. Uh, so yeah, new draft edition of the magazine. You can subscribe now, gridiron-magazine.com. If you subscribed before, whenever it was midnight the other night, you got this one for free. But if you subscribe now for next season, I'm sure you'll be able to get this edition still. And ahead of the draft, there is a one-on-one with Dalvin Cook. There's a huge feature on Miles Garrett in his rise to number one loads of great stuff in there including our interview with Ron Drowalski that oh, we great. did with uh, that we did with, in, with uh, Nat Coombs as well in the TalkSport show I loved Ron Tough stuff did Go you love subscribe. Ron Ron Drowalski was one of my favourites well, so he was fantastic he was a, this show also is brought to you by what's that second sound that is the sound of Pepsi Max Ginger it's maximum not- <laughs> taste no sugar immediately the moment I cracked it open I got a big gingery bang in the face <laughs> I mean <laughs> if you make a joke about my wife with any time in the next five minutes you're a dead man I mean she gets gingery hey, bang in the face come on <laughs> right I'm sorry what's it like oh that is superb I love ginger. I love ginger. And I love no calorie soft drinks. Cause oh, that's really nice. That make me feel like I'm going to get thin again. I would just like to. <laughs> I'd just like to add that um, Pepsi Max ginger are not paying for us in any way. <laughs> no touchdown trips. <laughs> touchdown trips don't pay, but they uh, they help us with our Super Bowl travel and get involved yeah. with that. And they're putting on the tour with us, so we have a proper professional relationship with, with them. So go to touchdowntrips.com. Ben Mortimer is an absolute hero, and he's a double hero yeah. because he's also sorted out mine and my wife's trip to America for August as well. Oh, nice! We're going away for two weeks, going to San Francisco, lovely L.A. Oh, yeah, and then nice. flying over to uh, New York as well. Lazy. While we're in could LA, have could have driven. We looked at getting the train from San Francisco to New York because there's a really interesting, like, you can do a train journey, do stop offs in like Denver and sure, Chicago sure. and yeah. stuff like that. But it's quite expensive and it takes like 15 days. So we decided maybe that's one for retirement. Do you know what Clint's doing? Go on. Clint is doing a 44 day road trip from this is not in association with touchdown trips <laughs> it should be it should if, be if he needs to book stuff still he should go I, well, I'll to find mvp out. travel and touchdown trips 44 day road trip from the west coast to the east coast awesome that would be so much fun and yeah. so uh, yeah i'm doing that this summer i'm going to be away nice. in august i've already had a little uh, i was tweeting with adam rank about 
the golf. And I was like, How good was the golf? Gonna be in LA. Do you want to go for a beer? And he's like, for sure. So I thought, fuck, I've now got to hit up uh, time code that. <laughs> Greg and everyone else. I'm going to see if we can get down to Culver City and maybe go and chat to them. Well, I'm not going to be able to pod while we're there. So I think that was a little bitty bit bollocks as well. Should I go down and have a chat to them and, and we can put out a pod with just chats with those guys? Oh, yeah. Billy big bollocks. Go, on, go to a it. bar with them. Take yeah. all the equipment along. Yeah. Yeah, great brilliant come you should come yeah, my yeah. wife would love to have you on holiday with us for two weeks <laughs> you know what? she I, would have no problem you could share a room with us she wouldn't care she's starting to get annoyed uh by my sort of taking the mick constantly <laughs> thing she, when you left the other day she uh, she loved it the fact that you were gone but <laughs> she was also slightly annoyed by me taking the mick so good uh, i think she's starting to see through me will gavin haven't we all? Um, haven't why, we all? Why have you got your top button done up? We've got... Because I was at an event where I needed to look smart, and I look smarter with my top button done up. Um, Disagree. Loads to talk on. about in the show. Dolphin Saints going to be a lunchtime kickoff. That was announced by Neil Reynolds at today's NFL UK event. We're going to talk about the stuff that was discussed at that event as well, because it was really good fun, and Cousins is always good. Jarvis Landry is great value. Peter King. Do you like, love him? You know how I'm already in love with Peter King. Yeah, yeah. So I fell doubly in love with him today, and we'll explain exactly why in a short while as well. And we'll talk Romo, and basically we're going to get through some bits and pieces, but with it being the NFL UK Tour this week, we're going to finally put out that hour and a half plus long conversation that me and Liam sat and had with Jeff Reinbold, with Neil Reynolds, where we went over the history of NFL in the UK, the potential future. Uh, If you got uh, the Gridiron Magazine NFL UK edition, a couple of editions ago, the one with JGI on the front, that had some of our roundtable conversation in there but we really get in depth and genuinely it's really enjoyable my one of my favorite things that we've recorded when you've not been there okay there we go yeah what was that for i didn't mention the patriots once no i know but i just fancied uh (laughs) chucking it in why not um the the pre-season dates have been announced ollie and what i figured out that while i'm in the states in august i can uh I can actually get to one game. Okay, go on. The game I could potentially get to. Oh, you're in LA. What about uh, uh, the the Chargers Rams, the LA Derby? Chargers Rams, which I, I just, the only vaguely interesting thing about preseason, I can't get to that. I'm there too early. But when I'm in New York, I could try and take a trip, maybe with the New York Giants journalists for Monday Night Football. <gasps> New York Giants yeah, again at Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't don't do it. No, don't do no, it. No, don't do it. No. Also, um, Aaron Rodgers and Olivia Munn have split up, and I've printed off a two-page article on that for some reason. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance with Olivia Munn? No, uh, Aaron abs- Rodgers. <laughs> what? Good, good. Well, I'd take one each. How about that? Uh, shotgun. Just divvying up human beings. This is disgraceful. <laughs> um, you asked a question. You asked several questions. It's been a bit rambly so far. Um, you asked why I had my top button done up because I look smarter. But you know what, Ollie? Undone. That's so much better. There we go. Um, and why is Matt Sherry going? So, so Matt Sherry, uh, Gridiron, um, we're going to be doing a big feature on this UK tour for our first edition for next year and doing a bit of behind the scenes more on the NFL UK stuff. And so, can Sherry I, I? is going on a two date thing. He's going to Liverpool, he's going to Nottingham. He's trying to get Peter King to, uh, to come in the car with him while he drives him from Liverpool to Nottingham and does like a two hour long car. Cast. I mean, as much as that'd be brilliant for us and for the magazine have you warned peter king about it i I, in fact (laughs) what i did do this evening and this is getting ahead of our peter king chat but when i did talk to him after the event 
I said to him, look, Peter, I was going to try and set up an interview while we were here, but actually, turns out that our uh, editor is coming uh, on the next couple of dates of the tour, so he's going to sit down with you then. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the guy's mentioned that. And I was like, yeah, just so you know, he's the northern one who'll try to talk to you about cricket. Don't be scared. Just don't be scared. Or Man United. I want to, I wanted to, I want to get something off my chest. Go I'm it, sick and tired of print. I'm sick of them. Now, you and I are both... Do you mean print journalists? Print journalists, the way that organisations see print journalism uh, and far and away above uh, TV and radio. Probably not TV, but TV's a lesser market. But with with radio and podcasts, why do print... Why has Matt Sherry got this? And why hasn't... Radio or podcasts. To be fair, we've had some pretty good interviews from people coming over. I'm not having it, though. Tomorrow on the Nat Coombs show on TalkSport 2, which I'll be co-hosting. Yeah. Clang. Um, we're going to have a bit of Jarvis Landry on that. So yeah, but go. that's thanks to ESPN. That's not because of, of TalkSport. Yeah. It, uh, I'm, what I'm sa- all I'm saying let, is... Let things develop, buddy. All I'm saying is I would like there to be a bit more parity. Bit more respect, yeah. Bit, bit more respect. We're important. Like, the thing is, is yes, Gridiron is a specific NFL magazine, so you know you're getting in there. Sure, but like with the papers in general, NFL stories aren't going to get in the papers. I'm not talking. No, 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 no. Okay, and I'm not talking. Out. I'm not talking about NFL here, actually, because uh, when it comes to NFL UK and the NFL, they love British podcasts and radio. But actually, I'm talking about football, soccer football, where. You know, things still get embargoed for the papers, which no one buys anymore. Things still... You still have to jump through hoops, whereas papers get incredible access. I like this, Ollie. I like Do you know what this, I mean? All it just passion, all this It anger. really, really ticks me off. Like, for instance, oh, you see in the Sunday Times or whatever, and they've got a one-on-one with Henrik Mkhitaryan. Well, why haven't I? Or, or <laughs> why haven't I? Specifically you. Well, yeah, I play for an Armenian football team. But why? Why haven't? Why haven't radio been given that? Why do we have to jump through hoops to get this football focus? Oh, football focus with Dan Walker. You can have a sit down with bloody uh, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. But what about radio? Oh no, no, not radio. Let me give Whoa. you. A, let me give you a little behind the curtains look on that though. And I noticed this with. Um with uh, particularly with print journalism and this is no I mean what print journalists do to make this happen is brilliant but the difference is if we get say we've got a feature match on TalkSport say last weekend we were doing Stoke Liverpool and ahead of that game we get given Adam Lallana we get like three minutes with Adam Lallana which sounds fine on the radio whatever yeah, yeah. actually if you do a three minute interview with Adam Lallana three four minutes and you can turn that into a print article it's very easy for them to fill it out with detail yeah, fluff. with going yeah, fluff yeah, with, yeah. I don't want to say fluff but you know backstory Padding. and filling it in and, and make it and actually you can sometimes read I, I, I find this even more with um, I'm a subscriber to Empire magazine um, and I find with Empire, sometimes they'll have an interview with somebody, and I'll read like a four-page article, which is an interview with somebody, and realise that of the 3,000 words it's taken to write that, maybe 200 of them were actually the person mm. speaking in quotation marks. The rest is all the yeah, other stuff around it. So it's, it's just the nature, just, buddy, it's all good. I'm sorry. I, I liked it, though. I loved the passion. Yeah. You also said, how good was the golf yesterday? How good was the golf yesterday? Oh, man. I, and I did... Oh, man. Um, I, I went on... This is really the worst of humble brags. Um, I filled in for Ian Cruz on Ray Stubbs' show today. Cruzy goes on and does a weekly feature called The Magnificent Seven, and they put it on our website. And it's 
seven people from the weekend who deserve recognition. Is that the amount of listeners that Talk Sport 2 has? Probably about that, yeah. <laughs> Good. Seven. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have a sevensome. I can confirm that <laughs> based, based on the actions you just did through the glass. Yeah. Um, the but so I filled in and I just did it via Skype from. Is home. it a sevensome just but called I, an orgy? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's ever called it a sevensome? <laughs> me just now <laughs> i think you might be the first person to have done that um so i was it was with Stubbsy and it was with dan wingle and oh, um great. we <laughs> but they were like sergio garcia has to be on the list and i'm like do you know who needs to be on the list justin rose needs to be on the yeah. list for the for the i think almost i like to be <laughs> <emotional> then <laughs> <laughs> do you know what that was it was a little bird <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord, <laughs> just two people giggling. But you're right. You're right because uh, Justin Rose, the 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 camaraderie between yeah, the two of them yeah, was brilliant throughout. Yeah. But the moment on the playoff where magnanimity, he shanked nice. He shanked the the that tee shot, and then it took you know a second shot just to get up to a roundabout level with where Garcia was and then Garcia had a better approach shot as well and so he knew as they approached that green that unless Sergio completely ballses this up he's won his first major and so he hung back 40-50 feet he let him walk ahead of him he gave him the stage he let him drink in that adulation of the crowd yep. and it was a true moment of class and sportsmanship the likes of which remind you why you love sports so yeah. much some of the other things that I loved about the final hour of that the last four holes including the playoff hole was when Justin Rose would hit an incredible shot or on that on the 18 in, of the of the round rather than the playoff that final 18 of the round rather than the playoff he got, got a really lucky break the ball bounced at right angles and then made its way to the hole you thought that's it he's he's made his own luck he's won and then Garcia manages to put it even closer and it was that blow for blow kind of they were like two boxers slugging it out and when they were trying to finish it off Garcia missing two putts to win it was just just uh, it was just fantastic sport just great sport uh, we're going to ask for questions on Twitter during the show as well. And I just was reminded that, um, I don't know why what you were saying there reminded me of this, but uh, Tony, a big T, tweeted us a couple of days ago asking us who our favourite fictional American football players were. Um, I, that might no, be... Easy. It's easy. It, is it easy? Easy. Go on. Tim Riggins. See, Tim Riggins is the obvious answer and probably who I would go with as well. But there, there are there are other shouts in there. there on are, the NFL show the other day, not the NFL show. The next you love show. Landry Clark almost as much. Well, no one likes a Landry. What? No, you're no. ridiculous. No, the, the the whole story. If you haven't seen Friday Night Lights, Vince so I Howard apologize. as well. The whole story. Michael B. Jordan is uh, amazing. Vince is awesome. But the whole storyline about the, the Landry and Tyra killing accidentally killing a dude. I, that's when that's when the writers went on strike and that's when I lost interest I quit that season and just skipped to the next season I don't even know what happened at the end of that season yeah it was a bit weird it, and that put me off plus his face it just put they, me off but they saved Landry like the, the way that he handled that situation and it carried on made him the man he is yeah. Made him the man he is. We won't get into spoilers too much but who, that, who else oh, do just you a like? great, just a great question off Twitter um 
I, I'm trying. I was trying to think of the obvious ones. Like, I like the Brett Favre um, bloke from Any Given Sunday. <laughs> the Brett Favre bloke. Well, he's meant to be Brett Favre, isn't he? Um, Rod, what's his face from? Uh, we, without thinking about this in advance, this is very difficult. But Dennis nice. Quaid. Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Quaid. Dennis Quaid plays the Brett Favre. Yeah, character. I love that guy. Um, do you know what I watched the other day? Go on. The Mask. It's been like on heavy rotation on ITV2, yeah, on ITV2. Hasn't it? I walked in to find Sarah watching The Mask the other day and she looked at me and went, what film's this? And it was a, a like a moment where Jim Carrey is walking along his hallway and the landlady comes out from the <laughs> thing and shouts him. So he's got nothing mask on. Yeah. She looked at me and went, The Mask. mask. And kept walking and she was like, what? How did he? I was like, a couple of things from that film. Misspent teens. The uh, Jim Carrey is amazing in it. Mm-hmm. Great. And Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Whoa. I would say that's probably the best debut from any actress in the last 25 years. What, just in terms of acting? Just, you know, uh, <laughs> beauty. <laughs> Mostly beauty. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah, okay. Just, all right. Just beauty. Let's let's talk about uh, tonight's NFL UK event. The big news from which the Dolphin Saints kickoff time announced for London will be a 2.30pm kickoff at yes. Wembley. That's the October 1st game, the second game to be played at Wembley. Now, the same uh, source that I got my previous information about it being four games, etc., had told me that they expected Jags Ravens was about 95% sure to be an early kickoff as well. This, to me, puts a bit of doubt in my mind on that. I have got in touch with this person to see if he has any further information. I've not heard back yet, but chasing it up to find out. A lot of people have asked, what about the Ravens game? The other big thing about it was, was that later in the show, Neil Reynolds revealed that they will announce the confirmed dates of the latter two games and the kickoff times before the schedule is announced. Mm -hmm. Now, he said that could be just before, like a day before. It could be three days before, it could be a week before. But it will happen before the schedule announcement, which we're expecting between the 17th and 20th of April. Obviously, when that happens, we'll do a big launch for our tour because we'll know exactly where we're going and what we're doing. Uh, but we'll, we'll get deep into that as well. So there's lots mm-hmm. for us to dig into there. But yeah, just with all of that and the other message to get across because I genuinely didn't know this and maybe I haven't been uh, reading my NFL UK emails that are sent out thoroughly enough if you want to get individual game tickets for the Twickenham games those tickets are being released on the night of the draft the 27th of April but you have to have registered your interest by this Sunday night at midnight and it's like a pre-sale thing so people who have pre-registered their interest will then get a code and be able to buy the tickets on that night before they go on general sale so if you want to go to either of the Twickenham's games that's Browns, Vikings and Cardinals, Rams you have to have registered your interest by this Sunday at midnight alright Okay, good to know that. I so there's, know that. The, there's yep. the, the news that came from tonight's that, tour. Do you know what that, that was? That was nuts and bolts. Yeah. yeah, and it needed to be that. Yeah, no, no, good, good, good work. What Thanks, did Jarvis buddy. Landry say about the early kickoff? Uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, lots of praise for the fact it's, it's his third time coming over here in just four years of his career, and he had a lot of praise for the UK fans. And he was uh, like, I got the impression with Kirk Cousins, this is like his fourth time over in eighteen months. Because remember, he came over the, the week of the Super Bowl, and um, Max Whittle interviewed him for us for yep. our podcast. Yeah, and he also came over for this tour last year, and obviously he came over and tied at Wembley. But so this is his fourth time here in eighteen months, and he clearly loves it Jarvis Landry who I was really impressed with overall like if you've not got tickets for the later dates and you're thinking about going between I mean Peter King just tells story like there are moments where Peter King 
literally takes over the interview from Neil Reynolds. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not going to go at Neil about that. Neil lets him do it in I'll the way a what, good host that's, should. That's good hostmanship. But, but so, for example, this this moment made me absolutely wet myself anyway because somebody got up and asked. There was a lot of Dolphins fans. There. I wondered what that stone I was. Think, I think when Jarvis Landry came on, that's <laughs> getting emotional again. I think when Jarvis <laughs> Landry was announced, I think a lot of Dolphins fans bought up the remaining tickets because there were a lot of Dolphins fans there. Somebody got up and asked about this whole thing about their new mentality, the new Miami that Coach Adam Gase has tried to push in. And he asked about it. And when Jarvis Landry answered, he went, yeah, since Adam's joined the team, Adam! Uh, who? I think you mean Coach Gase, young man. Yeah, wow. Um, that made me laugh quite a bit. But he gave it the usual nonsense about creating a winning team. Spiel. So yeah. he, so he, ans- spiel. he answered the question, gave it the spiel. It was a good answer. Before Neil could even take over, Peter King just went, but Jarvis, don't sometimes you all just sit in the locker room and go, when will Tom Brady retire? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jarvis Landry went, we've beaten them twice in a little over a year, and that's been better because Brady was on that team. Mm-hmm. Good attitude to have. Overall, good attitude to have. He told some great stories about the... Um, so, basically, he's saying they raise their game for the Patriots and don't bother about against anyone else. How do, how do <laughs> Dolphins feel about that? <laughs> that's, that's, tweet us, at Gridder. He told some great stories about the draft as well. They talked to Cousins about, obviously, being the guy coming out after RG3. We've heard a lot about that in the past. But, interesting, Jarvis Landry expected that he was going to be invited to the draft. There was a lot of talk about him getting into the back end of the first round. Um, when he didn't go in the first round and he was watching it from home, he admitted that he shed a tear and was really upset. Somebody asked, does he carry a chip on his shoulder because 32 teams passed on him? He said, I felt that when I didn't go number one overall. Loved that. Oh, that's great. Um, but <laughs> this, was, this was a great story. After day one, who should get on the phone to him but the number 12 overall pick and his teammate and best friend, Odell Beckham. <gasps> Odell Beckham gets on the phone to him, flies down to where Jarvis Landry lives and spends the entire of day two with Jarvis Landry and was there at his draft party. How amazing is that? Odell Beckham, instead of flying... He's in New York. Instead of going straight to New York, down to the Jarvis facility, he's like, sure. I've got to go support my friend. Wow. And I spend love the day Odell. Two of the draft. That's great, isn't it? I thought that was really great. Nice. Um, yeah, I think... He was, he was also you know asked... I think I've seen a picture of Odell Beckham at Jarvis Landry's. Amazing. Yeah, there we go. Um, Kirk Cousins plays number eight because he was the eighth-picked quarterback. That's an interesting fact. Do you mean uh, he's got number eight on his jersey? Yeah? Where's number eight? Yeah, yeah. Does say plays number eight? Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, also, Jarvis Landry has asked, if Odell invites me to a boat party week of a playoff game, what do I do? <laughs> and he said, not wear a shirt. Do you remember that photo where they're all on the boat with their shirts off and the shorts? That got an amazing reaction. Everyone giggled their pants yeah. off. I um, can imagine you at the back going... <laughs> 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 uh, right, so do we want to have the Billy Big Bollocks moment? Oh, God. <laughs> so I, I sat with um, uh, I sat with a guy from Jags UK who um, I'm kind of friendly with and we've done some work with before and we've got Jags players on and stuff like that. Is this your source? Um, no, okay. of course not. <laughs> it would be a ludicrous <laughs> thing to tell you on the podcast. Um <laughs> Uh, he, but I was sat with him and we sat down and I was chatting to him and then the guys in the row in front there were a couple of Dolphins fans who obviously must have been podcast listeners and one of them came over and just went my friend tells me I laugh like you just really bluntly in my face like what? and then the other guy turns around and goes no but seriously really enjoy the podcast and I was just like <laughs> all of this in front of the guy from Jags UK in my head I'm like I should be an embarrassed Englishman right now but this is the ultimate triple b moment to talk about on the podcast and everyone will love it you're a horrendous person <laughs> uh, they, they did a guinness world record attempt failed 
Um, no, they tied it. Oh. It was how many times you could catch the ball. I actually, on my Instagram, at Will Gav, videoed the minute of their third attempt. It's how many times you catch a ball behind your back. They caught 27, which tied the record, with like 1.5 seconds left. Cousins threw a perfect <gasps> spiral right into Lanchan's. He initially caught it. The crowd went wild! And then it slipped through his fingertips and onto the floor. And you can see it all in this video. Everyone goes, yeah! And then you just hear me going... He dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped it. <laughs> that little, that, that really faint voice. Oh, he dropped it. <laughs> um, Please, sir, he dropped it. Uh, sticking with Jarvis Landry, somebody asked if uh, the same Dolphins fans actually in front of us. One of the their young, I think one of their lads was a wide receiver for a team out in Essex, and he asked if Jarvis Landry had any advice for him. And Jarvis Landry said. Um, it's all about training, it's all about practice, it's all about getting so many reps in that when it comes to Sunday, you know what you're doing instinctively. And his exact quote was, everybody sees Sunday, nobody sees Monday to Saturday. A quote so good that as he said it, Peter King squirreled a little notepad out of his pocket, <laughs> <laughs> wrote it down, and then Reynolds called him out and went, what are you, what are you writing down? He said... It's a great quote. I've never heard anyone say that before. And Ren was like, let's make the column next week. So I'd love it if that makes it into Monday morning quarterback. Everybody sees Sunday. Nobody sees Monday to Saturday. Wow. It's like us, Ollie. How much work we put into this when we're not here. Yep. Um, the, 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 <laughs> uh, oh, there's some great stuff about... Um, the what about Cousins losing wide receivers. Pierre Garçon. Um, they were talking about the wide receiver quarterback combo and peter king came in on this and was talking about the hogan catch in the final drive where he had that comeback route mm-hmm. uh around the 42 yard line he caught it whilst he was on his knees or something yeah wasn't he? it really gave it in some depth and then was talking about how he admires quarterbacks for the fact that they have to re-establish that relationship every season um kirk cousins revealed that we he's already started doing he's already had off-season workouts with terrell Pryor. Mm-hmm. he's already had off-season workouts with josh doxon trying to re-establish that trying to get that back up and going uh, jarvis landry revealed he wanted to be a coach in his career afterwards there was a, a based on a romo question okay um and uh, when it came to that breakout stuff kirk cousins talked about terrell Pryor and josh doxon and then gave a lot of love to carson wentz and the eagles which considering their in division rivals i thought was pretty cool that's nice of him isn't it and now we talk about peter king uh, here we go. So when I arrived, I got to reception and my mate, my my fella, the guy from the Jags was there. Started chatting to him. Uh, Nick Pike from NFL UK, used to work here at TalkSport, was there. Started chatting to him. Um, Peter King comes out and just starts mingling with and chatting to the fans and taking photos. No one else is out there. Somebody mm-hmm. from security's had to come with him. Sure. There's no Reynolds, there's no uh, Jarvis Landry, there's no... Co- and you don't blame any of those guys, but they're not out there. Peter King comes out, does his intro, t- has a chat. He's clearly really excited to be there. And then they take the break, and what they did, they did a 20-minute loo break in the middle while they set up the Guinness World Record thing. Peter King obviously knew he wasn't going to be involved in that world record, so he came out, and he just started chatting to fans in the front row, took pictures. There was a young lad in a... Um, in a Dion Sanders throwback jersey, who must have been 12, 13 years old. Peter King gave him like 10 minutes of his time, just sat there chatting to him. Whoa. It was awesome. And then afterwards, at the end, he came back out again to where the fan merchandise area was and started chatting to fans there again. And that's when I caught up with him and I told him that he needed to avoid Sherry and arranged that we were going to get him on the podcast soon. Yeah, that's, that's right. Nice. He's going to come on the podcast. But in terms of hearing him talk about football... 
just like you hear on the podcast you read his article but actually just hearing it on the fly when there's different topics flying around mm-hmm. and he just come out with a story he was asked what his most awkward interview was he once interviewed michael irvin in a strip club in dallas and was like he was a little bit distracted and apparently like michael irvin was literally with a stripper on his lap and peering over his shoulder and going go ahead then what questions have you got he's like i, I can't can't do this here anyway well you do it here or you do it nowhere and then apparently michael Irvin gave him a really good interview with a stripper on his lap i mean this is family show apologies to all those uh <laughs> he uh, he talks a lot about the chargers raiders stuff the stadium over fan stuff new cba being the key as we've said a number of times uh, but he does believe that right now there's relocation fatigue but there will be a team in england in 2021 or beyond mm-hmm. specifically in london um Stuff on the wide receiver quarterback relationship was absolutely brilliant. Hall of Fame stuff. Talked about Terrell Owens. Said he's one of 48. He's voted for him every time and will continue to vote for him. All three of them agreed that Terrell Owens should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, And he talked about how, like, uh, sometimes individual events are held against guys his time in philly when he staged a boycott after just one season there are people in that hall of fame room who still hold that against to and he says careers not should not come down to single moments if careers came down to single moments then brett Favre wouldn't be in the hall of fame because of that interception he threw against the saints in the nfc title game loved it loved it so much like genuinely go on if there's still tickets available and i think there still are for some of the regional ones and you can get to one of them just go along just to hear peter king talk about football. you weren't too asked about going i mean you went because you you know you felt you, well, know, that, you felt you needed to and it, it was it, a good it, thing to do it's not that i wasn't too asked about going it's the it's like an hour in town hour back and i knew that sherry was doing all the interviews so i knew sure. that, i knew there wasn't any value in me going for us and for the listener and for talk sport too so it was really my wife's on half term at the uh, Easter holidays at the moment, so it's a rare time we get to spend a lot of time together. Do I give up that opportunity to spend time with my sure, wife sure. to come into town and listen to people talk about football for two hours? But I did. So of course you said yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, but what's it? Did you for those people that either are going along and are a bit reticent about it or haven't got their tickets yet and fancy going? Do you think it was a good thing that you did this? I, yeah, I think it was great. I really enjoyed it. I, I like. I I thought there was. Do you know? And do you know what was quite interesting? They, you know, they do the little games and stuff in between. I think Reynolds realised in the second half with the number of hands going up for questions, with the quality, some of the questions being asked, the quality of the questions was excellent. I think Reynolds just realised that people don't want the games, they just want the Q&A, so they dropped a game halfway through the second half when normally we play a game here, but I think you guys just want more questions, so you let's do what? more questions. I think games are a bit gimmicky. I yeah, know you sometimes you need to break it up a little bit, and you don't want it to... And it's kind of tiring, just questions for the guests. And it's but, good, they get the young the, yeah, ki- the kids yeah. up and they give out some prizes, and it's all good fun. And I, t- I tell you, that's the other thing. Somebody tweeted me asking how many women and under-18s are there. I'd say there were... 10 plus under 18s there 15 plus under 18s there in a crowd of 300 people and i'd say it was maybe 20 percent women which doesn't sound high but i would say is the highest i've seen it in nfo uk event before it might have been higher that's great and it, and that's, that's yeah really great real wide range of fan bases of ages of jerseys it just what just was the really best jersey it. you saw? Really enjoyed it. Probably that 12-year-old with the Deion Sanders throwback jersey. Nice. It was a cracker. Nice. Uh, it, yeah. Did you see any baby blue charger? I did see a couple of baby blue yes. chargers. I saw a Joey Bosa baby blue charger, Ooh. which I loved. I'm like, nice. It's a shame for you that the team have left. Yeah. Devastating. That's sad. 
sad times. Have I talked enough? Have I shilled enough for NFL UK now? I think point? so. Um, we should send all of this to <laughs> NFL. <laughs> oh, David. Uh, oh, senor. <laughs> should we should we talk about the other bits of news? Well, Romo. Uh, let's get to Romo last. All right. And then we'll do some tweets. Miles right. Garrett to the Browns. Draft me or I'll punish you. <sighs> Is he... I don't know. Is he is he trying to double bluff them? I love. I, I'm is he loving trying to bluff all them? the Miles Garrett guys. The thing he put out on Instagram where he said like try to encourage the Cowboys to trade up to come and pick him up. The stuff like I've really enjoyed all of his build up draft. He knows that he is been touted as this transcendent yeah. talent. You know, as a guy whose team are picking second overall. Pass on Mars Garrett, the Browns. Absolutely. Pick Leonard Fournette or whoever you want to. Whoever you think will slot into your system better. Use your money ball and don't take the best guy because I would love Miles Garrett. In that he knows when to joke, but he also knows when to rein it in and be respectful of this. And that's uh, just kidding. But sorry. You know, it's really kind of... He's really sharp. He's really quick. He, he was also asked, would he mind... He's, in the past, he said you didn't want to play... In a in a in a cold city, and he said, "Look, I've played in hot weather, cold weather, Texas, North, whatever. It's all good, you know. Like he knows he's he's proper media savvy, and I love that." Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan, and, and I think he'll go number one overall. And we're going to talk about the draft. Look, Simon Clancy's going to join us a lot over the next couple of weeks. Will we're he going to get some guests on? I hope so. <laughs> we're going to get some guests on as well. Mr. We're going Simon. to hear from some of the guys that we spoke to uh, out in uh, out in Houston as well. There's, there's, we're gonna have loads of great draft coverage for you starting from next week. Um, a move that I love from the last week or so: Timmy Jernigan going to the Eagles. So it was an exchange of, I think, third round. I think there was a, they moved about twenty six mm-hmm. positions in the draft. Um, t- it was a contract the Ravens were going to always give up, and we'll get on to kind of what the Ravens should do on the defensive side of the ball as well. But Timmy Jernigan is a guy who came out of a four three system in college, and I think suits that four three system better. Even though he's a bit of a lighter guy to play inside at defensive tackle, I think he's about two nine five about that, which is, you know is in no way light. But he's an aggressive inside pass rusher, working with Jim Schwartz, working on that front where he's going to have Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Vinnie Curry in that rotation as well. They've signed Chris Long as a situational pass rusher who had a brilliant season with the Patriots last year. I. I uh, Losing Benny Logan and bringing in Timmy Jernigan, I get that the the knock against him is he took snaps off last year and that he didn't look as arsed and that he seemed to be when he wasn't getting his new contract with the Ravens that he kind of dropped off the cliff a little bit. But if they can get his production up to the level of over a year ago, and I think that for all that I disliked Jim Schwartz as a head coach, I really like him as a coordinator. I think he's the kind of guy who's going to get the best out of a guy like Timmy Jernigan, and I am a big, big fan of the move. Just a no-brainer, really. Yeah, like- and, and, f- and for the Ravens, they've just signed Brandon Williams to that huge contract. They knew they weren't going to be able to keep him beyond this season. They knew that they could get something out of him now, even if it was only the minor move-up in the draft. I mean, it's a whole round move-up almost, so not that minor, but... They they kind of knew he was on the way out. Build for the future now. Yeah, yeah. However, it did get me into thinking. I don't understand. I almost feel like you should have kept him around. And why not try and switch to a 4-3 system in, in Baltimore? Because they've played that same 3-4 for the entire Jim, uh, John Harbour time they've been there. And it, it's a system that's absolutely worked with them. And Dean Pease has had them purring at times recently. But they've got no outside pass rush from the linebackers. They've got Terrell Suggs, who is ancient. And beyond that, 
they're really struggling in that area. Plus, they need to play two inside linebackers, and they've just lost Sakor as well. If you've managed to keep Jernigan around, you've got someone in Camille Correa who maybe is a little undersized to play as a 4-3 defensive end, but that's where he played in college. So if you give him an off-season to bulk up and add 20 pounds in muscle, which these guys can do between a, a, wor- between a, a workout and a, and a diet and everything else, I just think they, they have the pieces there already to make that work. But do you not think that they they have their existing system so that they can have in the centre both um, CJ Mosley and uh, Terrell Suggs? But, but this is the point. So they're playing at the moment Suggs on the outside, Mosley, and they're playing Correa as an inside linebacker because okay. he's a smaller guy. And I, I get that that's where they're hoping he'll fit. But after losing, Zach Orr and CJ Mosley was going to be a pairing in the centre of a 3-4 defence that you know we were going to be excited about in the way that potentially we were excited about Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. The way we were excited about... OK, it's not a 3-4 defence, but the way we are excited about the linebacker pairing, linebacker pairing in Carolina uh, of Keekley and Davis. Mm-hmm. They're guys who could felt like they could do it all in a time when inside linebacker is not a sexy position to, no. to, to play. Um, I just think with losing Zach Orr, was that ever a consideration? I'd be really fascinated. If I could have a conversation with John Harbour, maybe I'll call the Ravens and see if we can. Do you think they're telegraphing what they're going to do in the first couple of rounds of the draft they need pass rush they need it so badly yeah. but they also need to then we need wide receiver they, they also they need, need and a running, running back, back. Yeah. They, they, everything they've done so far in helping that secondary has helped the defence they've not helped Joe Flacco yet and if they want to compete with the, the Steelers who I feel like we say this every year but if they stay healthy should be in the top two seeds in the AFC based on talent they need to Mate, they need to have a great draft, and and they're capable of that. We know that Ozzie Newsom has been a brilliant GM over the years, but it's been a couple of years since he's had a really good one, since he's really nailed it. I'm talking of the Steelers, Big Ben says he's going to carry on playing. It was no, never, I don't want to talk about it. Again. <laughs> Stop it. It was never in doubt. Did never you notice doubt. that someone was wearing a Big Ben Bumblebee jersey on the final green on Masters Sunday? I did not. When see the that. final putt went in, there's a shot from behind. No from uh, so they had the one where he sunk to his knees, and, and the, yeah, the yeah. fiance was in the background. If you kind of pan around that to maybe say that's six o'clock, round to about three o'clock, and shot on from that way. So almost yeah. behind the shot, behind the there's a guy almost in eye line wearing a Roethlisberger bumblebee jersey. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's a glorious. It, do you know what that that jersey signifies? That could be the very last time that you see that jersey ever in a live situation. It could be. Oh, that's so sad. Because I loved the Bumblebee jersey. We're all for it. Bring the Bumblebee back. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm entirely with you. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can find a picture of it now. That's why I've g- g- gone onto my phone. I promise. Uh, so- Keep watch! Um, Desmond Trufon and the uh, Atlanta Falcons have signed a massive 68.75 million with 42 million in guarantees. That's the big number, that huge guarantees on a five year extension, averaging 14.75 million over the next three years, according to sources. He'll earn 33 million by March 2018. Uh, Trufon was undoubtedly missed from that defense last year. And if he had been in there, if they'd had more depth and more rotation, could they have handled the 93-odd snaps that the Patriots ended up throwing at them? Maybe. Because it's been kind of under-talked about. Mm. They, they showed the end of that Super Bowl again at the event as part of like the big, big inning package. And 
it's kind of been under talked about that that defense would have been so tired after playing that many snaps that it's no surprise they were able to put together four five scoring drives yeah. it drives in in succession Desmond Trufon might be my favorite corner in the NFL and this is a complete no-brainer right he's he's up there f- for me as one of my favorite corners and uh, it, I always remember going back to opening night which is what they now call media night or something like that so I remember going back to the uh, going back to that in the Astro Stadium and they for opening night if people didn't hear our uh, what, what are you showing me there what was, oh, there it is! Yeah, the the Bumblebee jersey, very nice. Thank you. <laughs> so, but if you, didn't, I'm retweeting it now. Andrew Filipponi tweeted it originally. I've retweeted it. Lovely. If you if you don't remember our, some of our Super Bowl coverage, or, or or didn't hear it at all, we went to opening night, and opening night is where the, all the teams and the world's media descend for a bit of a free for all. It was in the Houston Astros dome, which is where the baseball team play um, under, under under a roof when it's not ra- when it's raining. And um, th- 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 all the stars are on, on sort of like in front of the media, and people are, tr- are trying to get words. They with have them. kind of ten, twelve yeah, podiums 10, 12, around the outside. That's it. Don't they're they? called podiums. And podiums. Is that the word you were looking yeah, for? Yeah, well, thanks, mate. Do you so need me to get s- emotional and burp again? <laughs> yeah. So all the stars were there, and um, all the stars the, aligned. Yeah, and the, the rest of the team are sort of mingling and wandering about and getting uh, chatted up by people like me or Sherry or whatever. And I just remember seeing Desmond Trufant just in his in his tracksuit, trainers, headphones, just some people not even knowing who he was. And he was just wandering about, just looking lost and lonely. Whereas if he was fit, he would have been one of the, for sure, for sure, as uh, Bria says, he would be, <laughs> <laughs> no, Rank says, he would be one, he would be one of the guys that would be up there on the podium. This guy is an absolute mega superstar. And I think it's a fantastic re-signing. Love it. Yeah. All for it. Yeah. All for it. it. Um, I'm just being uh, being chided into getting in the first couple of rounds at a fantasy draft next year. I don't know how that's happened. Uh, Marshall Lynch tells the Raiders he intends to unretire. I don't care. I've stopped caring about that story now. Yeah, me too. Um, although, just to say... If he does resign with the Raiders. <laughs> I don't care. Surely you need to unwrap. <laughs> get it in. And it's the other wrong side of the room, so I'll scrunch it a different place of it and then we'll... Although, actually... <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'd say is if they go out and get Marshall Lynch for a season, great, bully for them, all very exciting. Please, please still draft one of these great guys this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I would say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We have managed to do a podcast for like <laughs> twice as long as we were intending to, and we've not even talked about Roni Tomo yet. No, we haven't. Where was he when Jim Nance was doing that interview with Sergio Garcia? I was, I was wondering this, and I brought this up earlier. Like, not necessarily doing the interview, because that's the very traditional end bits, the, you know, where they hand over the jersey and they have last year's winner and all of, the, all of that stuff as well. Yada, yada, yada. But why wasn't he on the CBS coverage at all? And people are saying well you weren't watching the cbs coverage you were watching the bbc coverage or the sky coverage whichever you prefer yeah, whatever it would have come up someone would have mentioned it you would have, i like i tweeted a lot during the masters last night and i need to stop drinking and tweeting that's what i really need to stop doing i think you need to stop drinking buddy <laughs> i think that's i'm worried true. about you i do you know i've been to the gym three times in the last four days oh great five days what have you been doing and then the other two times we were working on the shed yeah. so physical exercise for over 30 minutes for the Sorry. last five days i'm gonna lose weight and by the time we go to next year's super bowl i won't feel self-conscious about who has to sit next to me on the plane 
That's the plan. Also, three when you say work next year, when you say working, uh, good for you, buddy. I'm uh, we're with you, all of us listeners. And this sounds so ungenuine, ingenuine. When you say working on the shed, uh, you meant doing a barbecue and eating it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was that. There was that. Um, Tony Romo. So yeah, it was weird that he wasn't on the CBS coverage. Look, there's a. Plenty been said about Tony Romo by other people more intelligent and knowledgeable than us. And so I don't think there's a huge amount more to be said uh, necessarily about the decision. I think if there were genuine health implications, he's made absolutely the right decisions, decision for his future. It's massively intriguing about what it means for the Houston Texans, whether they're going to draft a quarterback or not, and whether it pushes up this average crop of quarterbacks further up in the draft than they were. And I mean, for me, the fact is... If in week one the Texans are going in with Savage and Whedon, that's probably what they would have had in week four when Tony Romo was broken anyway. Mm. And uh, one thing I will say... Say it. I think Tony Romo is done with football. I genuinely think that all this stuff about, oh, if Dak Prescott goes down injured, if someone else goes down injured, I think if that happens in like October, November time and he's already settled into the new job and they're paying him vast sums of money and he hasn't had the preseason, you know, older quarterbacks who haven't had that time, older players in general, if they've not had a preseason, the rate of injury more than doubles. I just, I, I think we won't see him have another snap despite all the people who want to make. Like, it was almost instantaneously the moment he announced his retirement that the same reporter from NFL.com who in, who got the scoop and got there slightly ahead of time tweeted, but there is a door open to him returning to the Cowboys if Dak Prescott gets injured. Clickbait. Yeah. We all know that. We all know that. We all know who that guy is. Um, he who must not be named on the podcast. <laughs> I've just coined it. Brilliant. Um, is he someone that should be looked at for going into the Hall of Fame no and I'm with you no right moving on there's a a really interesting conversation with this because was Tony Romo uh, did he have a great career he had a great career was he entertaining to watch absolutely playoffs two and four not a good enough record and this is where it comes down to Tony Romo in a vacuum is he slash was he a better quarterback than Eli Manning no. I'm asking you a question. Um, in a vacuum? If, put, them if, on the, put them on the same team. Who would you take for just a regular season game, not even a playoff game? Oh, regular season, you'd take uh, Tony Romo. I think Tony Romo is, talent-wise, a better quarterback yeah, than Eli yeah, Manning. Yeah. And actually had more consistency. And I'm sorry for his best mate, Jerry Jones, who wants to sing his praises and has done a good job in recent years of drafting offensive linemen. And I get that he is a big driving force of that. But for too long, he didn't have a good enough team around him. And that's cost him. Should Eli Manning go to the Hall of Fame? 100%. Yeah, he won two Super Bowls. He's won two Super Bowls. And that is the key. Uh, there was a brilliant article by Rick Gosline about Tony Romo going to the Hall of Fame. And I, I want to reference the article because... It, you know sometimes when Pete, someone writes something down or says something and it manages to collate all your disparate thoughts into a much more succinct way than you'd be, ever be able to put it? Wow, this must be a great article to like, do that for all of your thoughts. <laughs> all of my thoughts on Tony Romo's Hall of Fame. But oh, Right, so here we go. Of the, uh, of the people in the Hall of Fame, 69% of the 303 Hall of Famers have won championships. But when it goes to quarterbacks, that shoots up through the roof. And the only guys who didn't 
win quarterbacks who are in there, who didn't win quarterbacks, who didn't win Super Bowls. Jim Kelly never won a Super Bowl, but he took the Buffalo Bills to four of them. That's why he has a bust in Canton. Fran Tarkenton never won a Super Bowl, but he took the Minnesota Vikings to three of them. That's why he has a bust in Canton. Romo won an NFL passing title. He has four Pro Bowls. But was he ever in an MVP conversation his entire career? Was there ever a point where you thought he's the best at his position or what he does? And did he ever take a team on his back and take them through a playoff run? There are, there are guys who, who are listed here. Charlie Conley, Roman Gabriel, Joe Theismann. Theismann won a Super Bowl. He was an MVP. And he can't get into Canton. No. Connolly won passing titles, has a title, and has never even been in the conversation. Ken Stabler finally got in recently as a senior... Uh, as, a, as a senior... Um, thingy nominee that's the word i'm looking for but he was an nfl mvp a league passing champion and a super bowl champion yep. and never made it in 23 quarterbacks have been selected to all decade teams who are eligible for canton and some of those haven't even made it in yet there's just no way there's no conversation that you will ever convince me that tony romo is a hall of famer i loved watching tony romo over the years and in fact he made a bad cowboys team bearable mm-hmm. when they kept being rammed down our throats on consistent Sunday night footballs, Monday night footballs. The reason Thanksgivings. People, the, the, reason, <laughs> yeah, the reason people complain about the NFC East getting rammed down our throats is because they get the TV ratings even when they're terrible teams. Yep. And he made that bearable because he was entertaining, because he was willing to throw the ball down the field. Sometimes it's because he cocks up in the fourth quarter. But he, you will never convince me he's a Hall of Famer. No, I'm 100% with you. Uh, you, there have done what that article did to you, to me. Does that make sense? And about 80% of what I said there, it, like, references what was in that article. Exactly. But some of that came from the heart, guys. I just want you to know that. That's great. Should we do some listener questions? Let's do some. We don't, I do, do you feel like we do enough sound drops now? I mean, I don't think we've got any newish ones that maybe we should start collating some. I keep getting asked this by Nat Coombe uh, to get some more in, but, you know, when... The, you know <laughs> love that love that uh right we said in the tweet belated pod it's the off-season lull so plenty of nonsense today with that in mind send us your questions please <laughs> um jake viney would you want your team to draft joe mixon no uh, i had to f- i had to google who he was and having googled i say no I feel like this is a classic situation where people will say no now, and then when in a ter- ter- Tyreek Hill's issues coming into the NFL were not him hitting a woman in public, right? That's one thing totally separate. That's what, if you don't know the Joe Mixon affair, that's what happened, and he was done for mm-hmm. it. But he did have issues coming in, and that's why a talented guy was drafted so late. But look at what he did in his first season. If Joe Mixon is drafted in the third, fourth round or later, and has a season like Tyreek Hill had this year, you'll get to a point next year where 90% of voices, 95% of voices are in praise of Joe Mixon, and you'll get that small percentage of people who are still going, yeah, but he hit a woman once in public on film. And I'm not condoning that in any way. I just think the memory of of the majority of the NFL supporting nation is shorter than we'd probably like it to be. Uh, yeah, I agree. But I, d- I don't think you can... For me, I can't get past that he hit a woman. 
<laughs> regardless of whether it was on film or not i and can't get past that so i don't want him to do it and here's the thing from a talent perspective joe mixon might be the best running back in this draft and that's amazing considering it's got leonard fournette considering it's got your buddy from stanford the one christian that you mccaffrey christian mccaffrey yeah. and considering it's also got dalvin cook yeah one-on-one with him in the new edition of gridiron but would you want san francisco to draft him i would i i would have seriously mixed emotions about it Especially if it happened kind of third round or later. Because, You'd have seriously mixed like, emo- emotions. <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh Skinner asked us, which team would Leonard Fournette be most likely to have a Zeke-like effect next season? Oof. I'm going to give your team some love here. I would love to see him on the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that would be great. I know you've lost some bits from your line, which might make it not as effective as it was this year, but I think the skill set suits the hole that you've I know that Eddie Lacey wasn't effective last year but it suits the hole that was missing I'm not he's talented enough thinking about it I'm not too worried about some of the people that we've lost on our line losing John uh, John Sitton (laughs) Josh Sitton who's John Sitton John Sitton's the ex-Orient manager (laughs) I was going to say who's now a cab driver Uh, who tweets talk sport all the time oh, he's the guy that, that said really you can funny. take your effing dinner with you um, in that amazing tirade uh, not Tyreek tirade uh, <laughs> at half time look when we all I lost, liked everything that happened there when we lost Josh Sitton um, it didn't seem to affect us at all last year someone Barkley I think moved in and uh, TJ Lang moved in we lost TJ Lang this year I think the uh, the offensive line set up there allows for someone to come in and play to a really high standard and yes Leonard Fournette would be incredible linking him up with Aaron Rodgers you've got the complimentary Ty Montgomery Christine Michaels re-signed for another year it would be that would be a great fit yeah uh that, that's just what sprung to mind immediately. There are a few other ones because I think he's a great running back. The, the Raiders is the other one that really jumps out. Um, and that's what I'm saying. If you've got the opportunity to take one of these guys, if they slip to later in the round, do it. Kyle uh, Morley, best QB for the Cardinals in this draft. The difficult thing here is the best quarterback for the Cardinals in this draft is Mitch Trubisky. Because if they're willing to take a guy, they're willing to move up to wherever they'd have mm. to to get him, he is... Uh, the sitting behind Carson Palmer is almost the perfect situation for him whilst being coached by Bruce Arians that would get the best out of a guy who was shown a first round calibre skill set just in a very small sample size but if you're being realistic and looking at where they're likely to draft a quarterback rounds two through five somewhere in there we mentioned him a couple of weeks ago I really like Nate Peterman Mm. the pit quarterback I think he's somebody who might go higher than people are expecting him to. He's kind of projected round four at the moment. Wouldn't be that surprised to see him go end of round two, early round three. It could be that he goes to Pittsburgh. I, I, I would love that. Yeah. We asked for nonsense. We're getting some nonsense. Oh, this is a... No, do you know what? This isn't a tough question. Okay. The Rock yeah. or Con Air? Oh, easy. There's a right answer here. The Rock. You're wrong. No, I'm, I'm just 100% right. It's definitely Conair. Conair's a ridiculous, stupid movie. The Rock's great. Conair is brilliant because it's a ridiculous, no, no, no. stupid movie. It, it, it's a- the Rock takes itself way too seriously. No, 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 I like that. Plus, it's got Ed Harris. I, I like... Th- Conair's got an amazing cast. Steve Buscemi, brilliant. Okay. Yeah, it does. But it does it have Sean Connery. Ving Rhames. <laughs> I like Ving Rhames. 
You look at me with such disdain. You, you lost it then. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's definitely The Rock. Uh, it's definitely Con Air. This is this is this is, is I, it Christian Slater in Con Air. We've definitely got to put out a, a, a poll on this tomorrow morning. Set an alarm. I'm putting a poll out on it to find out what people think. Uh, I have cage. to set an alarm for you to put a poll <laughs> <laughs> because I think this is going to be like another fizzy water situation. 100% not Salt and vinegar or cheese and onion Salt and vinegar 100% Yeah uh, What record do you think you could break? Obviously off the back of the NFL UK event tonight That was from Craig Leddington no, no, I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know What are you really good at? Flags Flags That's the world record <laughs> I could break Flags Flags so that's, uh, Naming flags? or Yeah, naming flags Drawing flags or Naming flags Great. I'm a great flag guy. You're a top flag man. Me and Adam Foxcroft <laughs> le- regularly tweet flags at each other, going, do you like this one? Yeah, Ta- I like this one. Talking of Adams, Adam Barton has got in touch. He, Segway, asked, he nice. actually asked the salt and vinegar, cheese and onion question, but he also asked, who, is in the most, who has the most... Who have had the most... This is more of a mouthful than it should have been. Who've had? Who, who, who's had? Who's had the most <laughs> underrated off-season and what's been the best under-the-radar signing? Oh. I feel like the problem is here is we've talked about almost every yeah, signing. We really So have. nothing's really been under the radar. Uh, uh, I've... Can we do re-signings? Desmond Trufon re-signing with the Falcons. Well, it's just because well, it's, it's in our minds. Just because we talked about it today. Yeah. Tony Jefferson going to the Ravens. I'll keep banging on about that one because I absolutely do, love it. You do love that one. Brandon Williams as well. Maybe the... Not the Ravens. Who's had a really but we, good... we know The Ravens, if they have a good draft, I think we've all agreed, yeah. have had a, a sneaky good off-season. Sorry. I didn't like it. I'm really sorry. I didn't like it. Uh, I, I just don't want to think anymore about what I've just done. With the Eagles have gone... With how, with how the Eagles... Why can't you read? <laughs> what is going on? What is going on here? <laughs> Pepsi Max Ginger. <laughs> um, with how the Eagles have gone about the off-season, how do you think they are going to fare into season two of Peterson... What? Pedersen slash Wentz? How, like, so basically, how are the Eagles going to do this season? Yeah. I think they will still be... I, I think they'll be the worst team in the NFC East. Ooh. I kind of think Washington have had a sneaky bad off-season. Uh, I worry for them on defence. However... Cousins tonight, I was like, yeah, they're going to be fine. But I kind of get like that. I think Washington are a better side than the Eagles. The I Giants thought- will win the division... And the Cowboys will come second. I fall in love with NFL players who I meet or listen to more quickly than you fall in love who? with co-workers you see through the other side of the glass. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a fan- <laughs> another fantastic point. But luckily, those NFL players don't meet you fully and therefore they would hate you if they did. Mm. Um, Hashtag Jay Cutler. So... A lot of it's got to do with keeping that line healthy. A lot of it's got to do with what Wentz is going to do this offseason. I really like the receivers they brought in. Alshon Jeffrey's a great signing, and I think Tory Smith has that stretch the field ability still. People forget he's only like 27, 28 mm-hmm. years old. So I like what they've done there, and we've just been praising that I like what they've done on the defensive line as well, bringing in Timmy Jernigan. I think they're going to be a better team this year. If the offensive line stays healthy, slash they augment it a little bit in the draft, in what's been quite a weak offensive line draft... I think they will be around about middle of the pack. I think they will have a... They, they strike me as a bang-on 8-8 eight and eight team. 
Okay. They're a team who could be a couple of plays away from the playoffs, but a couple of plays away from a bad record as well. One of those sorts of teams. Okay. Which is an improvement on last year. Yeah, 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 yeah People, it is. Like, for, like, we kind of forget they went mad at the beginning of the year and went 5-0 and or whatever it was. I think they'll be a 5-11, and 6-10 and 10 team. I think they'll be better than that. And the, the worst in the division. I think... Mm. Could the Giants be bad? Giants aren't going to be bad. I think they could be. They've got that. They've got the, the majority of the great, Ludicrous that really great defense. Ludicrous wide receivers. They will draft a running back somewhere. Surely they need it. That offensive line though doesn't convince me. Yeah, but I don't think the Giants are going to be. I think the Giants are a good team. Compa- if well, you could check them out when you go and watch them it, against the Browns. It's, <laughs> it's Eli Manning. That's the Giants' season. It's going to hang on. Yeah, has his arm actually gone? Can he pull it back? Are we just admitting that the NFC East is intriguing this year? Yeah. Oh. No. I was all excited about the new season after today. Now I'm not anymore. <laughs> um, right. We are just a couple of weeks away. Not even that, like seven days away or something. A week away. That's what seven days is in normal speak. Uh, away from the uh, the schedule, schedule being announced. So make sure to schedule. keep an eye out because we will be announcing the full details of our Touchdown Trip store. Um do keep an ear out as well later this week we will put out in full the extensive conversation that myself and Liam Blackburn had with Neil Reynolds and Jeff Reinbold uh, you may have read some of the Q&A in uh, one of the recent editions of Gridiron Magazine this gets pretty deep and occasionally pretty nerdy and I think for people who aren't as big a fans of Neil Reynolds I think there'll be a lot in there that you will like also you're wrong if you're not big yeah. fans of Neil yeah. Reynolds he's such a lovely fella yeah um, and you should be ashamed of yourselves if you booed him last year. He got it was funny, but you should be ashamed. He got well. That's it. He got booed tonight, but I think in a ironic, yeah. remember what happened at Wembley kind of way. And he came out and he booed back and laughed it off, and it was quite a nice little yeah. moment. So Reynolds is a great guy, guys. Yeah. He's sorry to say it for everyone that wants to dislike him, but he's a great guy. Richard Graves, however, what a, what a bad human being that <laughs> yeah. man is. I tweet and I'm like. I'm at the thing! And Neil Reynolds has said it on stage, and Alistair Kirkwood's here. It's not... They're not lying! Did but he s- was like, he thinks that um, maybe Reynolds wasn't meant to say it. And I'm like, well, I'm sitting opposite Alistair you Kirkwood. You know, NFL.com have gone with it now as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it must be real. It's been picked up everywhere. Yeah, what's the problem? Come on, guy. Come on, guy. Uh, so, anyway, not really. Graves fine. Graves, he listens. He loves it. We've got so much coming up, and we're going to get loads of... We haven't done interviews in ages, because we've just kind of stuck the off-season to us, and then and stuff from the Super Bowl so we have loads of great stuff coming up for you yeah. we're going to have interviews with Jarvis Landry with uh, Kirk Cousins and with the Peter King yeah. over the next few days uh, as they come through we'll have that brilliant uh, chat with uh, Neil and with Jeff as well um, we'll be back next week with the start of draft chat sure as we build up to the draft on the 27th of april and then before you know it it'll be otas and it'll be pre-season workouts and then it'll be pre-season games and then it'll be real football again got excited calm down mate sorry thank you very much for listening tweet us go check out those down trips yep, do do that this has been that gridiron show whoa whoa have you got any... Ex- oh, yeah. damn it! Second time I've done that. Ollie, any final thoughts? Yeah, I have, actually. Go on. So I was listening to Radio 5 Live yesterday. Adrian Charles... Excuse me? I don't really like Adrian Charles, uh, but he was great on I, this. I'd kind of forgotten about Adrian Charles. He's on, he's on Radio 5 he, Live. He was, like, he was like Mark Chappers five years ago. He was everywhere. Now, I would like to implore everyone 
to go to their website and listen again. I don't know where, where, you, I'm, where I'm it gonna is. Tell, I'm going to tell Durham and I'm going to tell Liam Fish. I'm going to tell everyone. You've been sat on our podcast plugging that people go and listen to Five 20 Live. to 11 to... No, 20 to 12 to 12. Durham did this... Uh, Durham. Charles, <laughs> Charles did <laughs> is this, is this, this... Is this late night? No, no, no. Daytime? This is during the day. This was, yes, this was today. <laughs> Poor Jim White. And uh, he had an interview with Jack Barsky. Do you know who Jack Barsky is? He's a KGB undercover agent who went from West uh, East Germany to Chicago, then to New York to be undercover for the KGB in the 80s. It was an incredible okay, interview. To be fair, that sounds incredible. It was I'm going to Honestly, it was incredible and he's uh, he's done a book called Deep Undercover which is about his time as a KGB guy and then what happened when KGB he guy. guy and then what happened when he saw a sign on a lamp post in New York which said get out or you will die and what did he do when he saw honestly it's an incredible revelationary interview and I I bought the I bought the book I'm waiting for it to arrive it was incredible I, I'm, Jack Barsky, B A R S K Y, real name Albert Dietrich. Uh, it, honestly, I can't recommend it highly enough. Good stuff, mate. You're welks. You're welks. Have a lovely rest of your day. Speak to you later this week, everyone. This has been the Gridiron Show for reals. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you do for reals? I don't know. Vodafone 5G will have the power to change your world. From driverless cars to virtual reality and real-time gaming. That's why we're rolling out 5G across the UK. Discover Vodafone 5G on the UK's best mobile data network. The future's exciting. Ready? Vodafone. Enperf testing awarded Vodafone best 2019 mobile internet performance based on 35,664 tests on the Enperf app in the UK. Coverage may vary. Visit vodafone.co.uk.